Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Well, we got the regular sports news recap, but most importantly, today we got the NBA True Detectives back in the building. So find out what they deduce by sitting back and enjoying the show. All right, Jalen, we are here on a Friday evening, switching up our schedule a little bit. Um, lots of good stuff to get to. Gonna NBA playoffs are really three days away. Play-in starts Monday. Um, so a lot of excitement. NBA play- we're about to get into some real NBA stuff. Going to talk a brief a little bit of draft before we get into a full draft special later on. That's just a few weeks out. How you doing tonight, sir? Man. It has been a busy week, um, dude. Why? I, you know, I'm start. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this in our little pre-show talk. But uh, baseball teams have been our baseball teams have been popping off, man. It's been exciting, as you see right there. As you got the ESPN board up, or so uh, your Buckos thirteen runs, man. That's where Christian's at, by the way, fans. He went to this oh, game. That, this is probably he was probably going crazy while they were hitting all these runs. Yeah, look at that, thirteen to nine, and at Pittsburgh for the home opener. My good night. So, uh, Cole, are the Pittsburgh Pirates going to convince you to watch some more baseball to the point where we got to talk about it? I mean, we'll see if it's obviously so early. I'm going to need to see a little bit more sustained stretch, but it's exciting. I'll be keeping up with them. O'Neill Cruz is lit. He's awesome. Brian Reynolds, they're going to have to pay. He's a dog. It's so cool that they have Kutch back. Like, I saw there's been a lot of fans at these home games, so people are excited. Like, this, it's a young team. It's definitely on the upswing. They got a lot of promising prospects till it'll come. So I'll get more into it. Um, I'm going to need to see a little bit more sustained stretch. But 5-2, and two, that's a great start. Oh, yeah. Connor Joe, Chris Hayes. Yeah, you guys got some dogs out there. And against the White Sox. They were saying the Pirates, if the playoffs were today, Colby, Pirates would be in. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying like 160 more games yeah I'm in the same boat as you Colby as my O's beat the Yankees in their home opener um dude and the Rockies too out here the Rockies are doing pretty well so I mean eh, well it's, it's a stretch but you know so I'm with you Colby we've got to see a little bit more before we hop onto that bandwagon but it's good to shed some light it's been the first first week of baseball and it's been pretty good yeah it certainly has um it's off to a good start the pitch clock does make it so much better i was thinking we gotta have to try to get john on soon to do some baseball stuff because that is uh it is definitely more interesting with the pitch clock oh, and our team. i don't know how it, i don't know those fills man they, they're struggling they, maybe he's much of a fan of that pitch clock uh, Maybe sure putting words in this position. It'll be interesting to see what he says about it. Yeah, for sure. I think he likes it. Like, I think it's a good thing. They get they're shaving like thirty minutes off the games, which is crazy. Like, that's huge. That's what we like in this department. Yeah, too like long, too boring. Now it's action. We're seeing a bunch of runs. Look at that, thirteen nine. Like, could come on. Oh, yeah, man. This can be. We'll see how this uh, plays out down the stretch, but they're working on it, baseball. They're working on it. <laughs> they're working on it. That's okay. So, yeah, do you want to get into some of this news? Do you have any other news you want to get to before you get to the NBA? Sort of just the update? Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and talk about that uh, NBA update. Yeah, so basically I've just figured we could kind of go through. So there's a bunch of games playing played right now. A bunch of teams are arresting people. The Nuggets – did not play any of their starters against the Suns the last night. Teams are resting everyone. So we kind of just go through. Games are being played right now. Dallas is still winning late, even though they pulled everyone and pulled Luke after the qu- a quarter. Um, so basically, here's the situation. I figure we can just go through. Brooklyn beat the Magic today. Palo didn't play. So, you know, it's easy to beat a team that doesn't have their best player. Um <laughs> So Brooklyn locked themselves into the six. So the East is set. The East is literally set. It's 
Milwaukee one, Boston two, Philly three, Cleveland four, New York five. No, nothing's changing there. Brooklyn six. Yeah. So you got Cleveland, New York four five, Philly, Brooklyn three six, Miami's the seven, Atlanta's going to be the eight probably. Like yeah, Toronto, Chicago, they're the playing teams. Everyone else out. Um, so the play-in is exactly who we would thought it would be in the East. Shout out to the Bulls for stealing that tenth seed with Pat Bev. Uh, they're, hey. they're all pretty locked in. So the East, you know what you're getting. The West, it's mostly locked in, but not quite um, at the moment. All right. Well, let's talk about the East um, before we get into the dramatics of the West. Um, well, those uh, Brooklyn Nets really held their job, Colby. They did their job. They stood, yeah. They kept six spot. No, that's big for them. Like, I mean, I don't think they have any chance against Philly, but hey, you never know. Philly couldn't. Maybe Philly will melt down historically around earlier than you expect. Um, but I don't think they really have any chance in that series. But man, yeah, they've been scrappy. They've been like about a 500 team, slightly above 500 team post a rant trade. We'll see what this turns into long term, but they do have a lot of future picks. And Mikhail Bridges is a stud. He's been an awesome building block. Like I said, man. It sucks for them that Ben Simmons just like can't play basketball anymore. Because if he could even get back to what he was in on the Sixers, he would be like pretty pretty nice piece on this team. Because they got a lot of guys that can shoot, defend. They would have a lot of good defenders. They have some interesting pieces. I like what they've seen from Jacques Vaughn. They're probably going out around one, but gotta give them some props for how hard they, for what they've been like uh, post blowing up their team. Ah uh, man, Cole. I think they can get. Depending on how the Sixers are, because they're such a you know, if something goes wrong with the Sixers, it's like a tower of cards, you know, or a house of cards, I should say, one of your go-to shows. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like I feel like the book Brooklyn Nets right now. I can only say, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. They can only get one game, but it's it's something like if they something happens between. Oh, I don't know why people are highlighting Embiid and uh, Tobias Harris just because they're cold, I guess, these last couple of games or a few games. But it's still James Harden in the playoffs. It's going to be Embiid having, you know, actual more help, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm with you, Cole. I, for me, it's hard to say Brooklyn has a shot with the help uh, going up against the healthy Sixers team, who are, I'm guessing right now, probably one of the teams that are going to be resting up this weekend. Yeah, like, so everyone, all the top teams at this point are pretty much resting because, like, the top three, like, everyone's locked in in the East, basically. And the West, the top four are basically all locked in now, too. Even Sacramento, he says, resting all their guys tonight. Um, so all that's really left to be decided is just the Western seeding, really. If Dallas, like, I mean, if Dallas loses this one tonight, which they are down five with four minutes left, the teams are set. It's just the seeding. Um. But yeah, Philly did beat Atlanta tonight. Um, I guess they played their guys last night when they got cooked by Miami. They didn't play anyone tonight, and they still beat Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta played their guys, and Philly had uh, the 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 B team out there, and Philly beat them in overtime. So if that tells you anything about how dangerous Atlanta's going to be come come playoffs, I mean anything could happen in these weird regular season games. But Atlanta, you know, it is what they is. the Spurs kind of fleeced them in that Murray trade. For being honest. Like Murray's a yeah. player, but like the doesn't look like a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Cole. He's a great player. The Spurs got a lot. I hope for him. And uh, first, two first, you said three, three first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one's a, like a swap, but basically three Still. first. Yeah. <laughs> and right, here we go, Cole. You you pretty much took it right from me. Might as well address it right now. Do you think – I know I think you hesitated on it. you think the Raptors are going to go up in that eight spot within these last two games? Um, Probably not. Well, it's only one game because they both – they lost tonight to Boston. So they both uh, lost, They both got one game left. Let's see who they play. So Bo- they play Milwaukee, who will probably be resting guys. Like, everyone's resting guys at this point. That's the thing. So you don't even know, like – these last few games here, it's just tough. And then Atlanta plays Boston, who are they both the top, top two seeds East. in the East. <laughs> yeah. So probably not. That is true. That is huge to get from the nine to the eight because then you only have to win one playing game. 
you get two chances rather than having to win two. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think, to be honest, like he, he hates rain on the parade, but I don't think this Eastern play-in is going to be nearly as uh, important as the Western one because Colby, Colby. teams don't have a chance, really. It's a, I mean, I feel like the Heat would make it interesting. They're always interesting in the playoffs, just of how physical and defensive they are. Um, And then you also have, you know, got to put some respect on them, man. You gave it to them only a little bit just to say they got the 10 seed, but that effect, you know, maybe it's enough. Too. Maybe it's enough to steal a game, you know? That's all I'm asking. That's I all we're at. Certainly win a play-in game. That's yeah. why I'm asking you if the Bulls, I mean, not the Bulls, if the Raptors win a game and can switch the Hawks, because I would be a little more heartbroken if the Pat Bev effect was applied to the Raptors. And if it, it would be more hilarious, in my opinion, if it happened to the Hawks. So could happen to both. And it seems a little bit more realistic at this point, too, for the Bulls to beat the Hawks over the Raptors. So, well, I mean, I think they're about the same level. The Bulls could, the Bulls, I don't, to the Bulls' credit, I think they're about on the same level as the Hawks and the Raptors. Well, for what that's worth, I think they could easily beat both of them. Um, both of them, like, that's such a crapshoot. I don't know, man. Um, I do think the Bulls. Yeah, like, I mean, I think they'll beat either. I do could definitely see the Bulls taking them out. Um, Toronto, I think, is probably a little bit more of a tougher matchup, I guess. They have some experience, but I don't know. They're kind of in a weird spot, too. Atlanta, I mean, you know how I feel about Atlanta. The only thing with Atlanta, man, is just Trey's liable to just, like you said, as as much as they're kind of a wishy-washy, very mediocre team, like, if he just catches fire in a playing game, like, you're pretty much screwed, so... I guess from that way, I would say Atlanta is still a little tougher, actually, the more I think about it. But I like the Bulls' chances to get to the eight and then get absolutely cooked by Milwaukee real bad. Hey, that'd be nice for Milwaukee. And uh, it would help a take for later for when we do our NBA playoff predictions, which are coming <laughs> up soon. I mean, we, we got to get through these playing. I mean, we only got – when is the last games are played? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday's the end of the regular season. The play-in's the beginning of the week. Yeah, there you go. So, geez, Rick, that's a it's a pretty hefty order. So, let's go ahead and take a gander over at the West. Yeah. So, okay. So, the West, Denver, they sat all their guys last night against Phoenix. They're locked into one. Memphis, top, top four locked in, basically. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix. Um, The Clippers and Warriors, I don't know what's going to happen. The Clippers, Warriors, Lakers – and even the Pelicans are still in this is very interesting um, how they're going to wind up falling. So Dallas, it looks like is probably, well, they could win, but probably going to lose to Chicago. So Dallas is out if they lose tonight. So then you're going to have, I mean, can your Wolves catch the Pelicans? I doubt it because the Pelicans won tonight. Um, so it's probably going to be. Them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's going to be your Wolves and the Thunder in that 9-10 most likely. Um, and then probably Pelicans Lakers, depending on what happens with the Warriors are playing the Kings right now. The Kings are sitting everyone. The Warriors are cooking them, and the Lakers are about to start playing the Suns as we speak. Or the Suns are also resting everyone, so they'll both probably. Yeah, we are, we are playing the we are playing the Pelicans. They are, they we are their last game. So. Oh really? So that game's oh that's huge actually. That's basically. Yeah. I was about to say, there, I, I knew there was something up there. Well, y'all have to – I guess y'all have to win, though. When do and we play the Spurs on tomorrow. So we play the Pelicans on Sunday, play okay. the Spurs tomorrow. So tomorrow is the must-win game. They both are. <laughs> yeah, both are. So the Wolves aren't out of it either is what I want to say. So let's take – yeah, I was about to say. Wolves aren't out of it yet, folks. Look I mean, at that. In the play, and they, they have a shot at the eighth. They got to win out. So they, they control their destiny then if they win out. And we have a better, and we have the, um, we have the series over the Lakers as well. So we would go over them. The Lakers, I think, are going to beat the Phoenix's B team tonight. So I don't think the Lakers <laughs> are going to be with the all. Um, so that brings up an interesting transition. But yeah, no, Minnesota, that's going to be fun. Then y'all play New Orleans, potentially only going to play them like maybe even twice in a row, uh, basically, or two out of three games if you face them in the play in. I hope I'm yeah. guessing because I think the Lakers are going to be the seven probably. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be Minnesota versus New Orleans for the eighth spot, 
which would be kind of it. That's kind of a fun matchup for the eight. I would, hey, you know what? I'll give you some respect, Jalen. I would probably rather face New Orleans than y'all. I'm confident, okay. but I think New Orleans would be a little easier. Hey, it's coming to fruition so far, that take, man. Nugs got the one spot. If the Wolves do their job and get the eight, we're looking at a, we're looking at a playoff game at Ball Arena, folks. Colby, you're going to have to get ready to move aside your schedule for a couple of games. Oh, I'm going to be watching. Like I'm going to try to watch every single Nuggets playoff game. If oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you're going to have to get a plane, buddy. Oh, you want me to fly out there? Uh, that would be dope. Oh, I don't know if I can do that with my work <laughs> schedule, but that would be dope. Oh, I would love to come out there. Man. Just throwing it out there. If the Wolves force a, a game seven at Denver, come oh, on. Did you have <laughs> First of all, they're not good. Okay. Don't give yourself too much credit there. You're not making it. Seven. No, 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 no. I was calling for a game seven from the beginning. You're not making it seven. I'm just telling you right now. You're not making it seven games with Denver. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah, that would be fun, man. You seen the way you guys have been playing lately? They, Phoenix played all their guys last night. And the Nuggets have been playing with their B team all season, man. Just saying. That's not true. The Nuggets, yeah. not like the Nuggets, only sat all five of their starters last night, and they almost beat Phoenix, who played Durant, Booker, Paul, and Aiden. They had everyone out there, and they went down to the wire against the Nuggets B team for whatever that's worth. I'm not, I'm not worried about you. You're not going to strike fear into me. I'm sorry. I can talk all I want, though. That's the best part about it. Because if we win, we do. If we're, well, yeah, we have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose, Colby. That's oh, yeah. why. No, that's so true. Good. All the pressure is on the Nuggets. Like that will be insufferable if, if the Nuggets <laughs> loses the eight to the eight seeded Wolves. But I don't think that will happen. But Colby, I'm more concerned about the Thunder. I would love to be in that seven eight spot, and you know where we just don't have to play the Thunder. Because yeah, Colby, either I mean, I think the Wolves are probably the best team to play them because we got you know the bigs. I think that will actually help us in this one scenario. I think this will actually be a good spot. We got these two veteran, two bigs, you know, and Anthony Edwards, you know, that help us help us out. But besides that, I, I have, I'm actually kind of a little concerned about the Thunder and everything. I want to give them their flowers too this season. So, and I, I do, and I'm if the Mavs do truly lose, I was concerned about them more than the Thunder, obviously. But still. Colby, what are your thoughts? How can the th- what do you think about that? Do you think the Thunder have a shot? Because you just brushed over them, it seemed like. I mean, it's just tough because I don't know. It's tough to I feel like to get all the way from the ten up into it. I mean, they definitely have a shot just because they have SGA, who, who's such a dynamic player and giddy. Like, and they do have guys that can shoot and get hot. But so in the play and like when anything could happen, that is important to potentially just have guys who can catch fire. Um, I mean, I just don't think they're right. Like, they're already a. I, said all year like with the tears they're already ahead of schedule this year so like i think by next year yeah they'll be real dangerous i mean i could see them they could definitely beat y'all or new orleans and maybe both it's tough ask i feel like to back to back beat both of those teams especially with new orleans is also playing really well right now to give them their flowers ingram's been going crazy but Mm -hmm. um I doubt it. I mean, I could see it just because of SGA and how talented he is, and I do love a lot of their young pieces. I think their future is insanely bright, but it, I just don't think they're quite ready. All right. All right. Well, yeah, and I see. I don't know if that's – it's that's how I feel about that game. Literally that whole little struggle of words of me trying to put <laughs> together that. Because it's, it's a tough spot, you know? Like, I, I really – Wolves, they they good last time in the play-in, but gee, man, I would much rather be in that seven or eight spot just to get it over with and everything, or at least have that cushion, you know? That way I I, I, could, I won't be as stressed, and I could be like, all right, guys, get it together, let's go, come on, <laughs> you know? But, you know, getting to the eight is huge. Eight versus nine is a huge difference. So hopefully we get that dub against the Pels, because that would be huge. That would be, oh. Uh, all right, Colby. Oh, that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty large NBA update, if I say so myself. Yeah, we covered uh, we covered a lot of ground real quick. I do just want to add about Sacramento last thing because that's Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, five, six, seven. Think is also close. Um, the Kings basically by resting their guys against the Warriors tonight, basically picking the to play the Warriors. 
over the Lakers. Because if they won, they beat the Warriors tonight if they play their guys, and the Lakers probably win because, you know, Phoenix is resting their guys because they're locked in. Um, They could have tried to win, so they didn't have to play Golden State. So they basically chose Golden State over the Lakers, which I actually think makes sense uh, for Sacramento. I think Sacramento, everyone's going to believe, pick Golden State in that series because the championship experience, rightly so. Um, I do think Sacramento has a real chance to beat them, though, with their home court advantage. Sacramento, I hope so, man. That would be awesome. It's a tough act. I think, Colby, I think with their offense and the struggles that the Warriors have on defense at times and the fact that you got a coach in Mike Brown who was <clears throat> the literal guy assistant coach and played games and filled in for the Warriors during the playoffs for, like, how long? like almost a decade <laughs> like he was a part of that pretty much splash brothers from the beginning so yeah i i think sacramento would made a great move there i did not even realize that that would that's what that was a good play by them because that series yeah sure like you said colby everyone would say warriors have a chance because of their championship experience but dude that king's offense is legit you know that is a that they're going to be running at you from game one to probably game seven you know I would insane home court advantage yeah <laughs> you're talking and Kobe this is the one probably one time where I'll be like yeah I'll at least take a knowledge to the Warriors struggles on the road because that's where you probably would that's where I'm like eh, it's gonna be a lot harder to steal a game there yeah they do have the shorter travel but which Draymond say like but that's gonna be a fascinating series this is gonna be an amazing playoffs I'm very excited I'm more excited for this NBA playoffs than I have been in a couple years, to be honest with you. I'm pretty excited. Now about last year? Last year's was good, but I'm more excited for this year's. It's just because you're at the one seed. Well, yeah, that obviously it's plays a huge role. In sitting it. so, so high. Just how weird the West is. And then the East, like, you know, there's three juggernauts. Cavs-Knicks is going to be a fun series, too. That's going to be a fun 4-5. That is going to be a fun one. That is that is the perfect word to describe it. Um, gee, all right, Cole. So, what do we got for uh, today's segments? Yeah, so I don't know how much we want to go into here. I know you wanted to hit on some draft stuff since it is coming up. We're not going to do a full draft episode, but I just kind of had like my biggest. If we want to go through some of the biggest draft storylines, um, there is a lot of fascinating stuff with this draft, um, for the NFL. And then I don't know if you want to do our finish with our NBA uh, True Detectives. I don't know if you want to do oh, my apps thing, or we can always save that for the dog days of summer. NBA True Detective. Well, that I feel like that would be perfect for right now if we want to figure out some early playoff takes and play-in struggles. <laughs> so, we'll especially since it seems like you, you, you seem like you have yours figured out. But as you can tell, folks, I'm still a little confused. So I would love to do NBA detectives. All right. Yeah. Uh, Talks about some of these p- potential playoff teams and contenders. So, yeah. Who's the pretender? That's, that's what they would. There you go. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, so, yeah, you want to you do that first then or draft first? Let's, do this Let's check this draft out. You got it right yeah. here. Um, dude, it, it, already right off the bat, I got something that we can talk about. All right. So, you ready? Go ahead and scroll on down. It's going to be – stop right there. Oh, too far. Not not the Lions. Good God, I'm tired of that. What are, you, what are we looking at? It's going to be Anthony Richardson, Cole. Oh. Uh, you don't have to click on it, but it's just Anthony Richardson. He's making his visits, and one of those visits were Colby, the Ravens. Oh. So, what do you think – if the Ravens had the shot, or do you think if they even think about trading up, do you think they take them? That's the only. That's the only reason that I don't think. I was. So. I wanted to talk about Anthony Richardson because I looked at his list today of like his visits, and that was something that caught my eye. Was wow, he is shooting a shot for the Ravens and Titans job. By the way, shout out Malik Willis making Liberty look more <laughs> shit. So, um, but yeah, so. What are your thoughts on uh, Anthony Richardson? And do you think he's going to be a first round guy after hearing oh. some of the visits that he's going to? Oh, yeah. He's going to go. That's it. Like, he's going to go in the top 10. The way people are talking oh. about teams are scouting or just because the physical gifts are so insane. 
he is an incredible like physical prospect of his running ability, size, arm talent, all of that. Um, uh, the Ravens, like, I mean, I'm sure that'd be a nice backup plan for them because he obviously runs like Lamar. I mean, he's not like Lamar really as a quarterback, but because of the running ability. Um, I mean, I think that's a long shot though. I think they're just doing their homework just in case, like if someone does make a crazy offer to Lamar or if they're like, all right, someone's going to pay him. So let's just trade him, get a high pick in this draft, maybe and pick one. I think that's a long shot. Um, Richardson himself is just like, he's fascinating because the physical gifts are so crazy, but I, I couldn't pick him in the top five or something, unless I was like Seattle or a team like Detroit. I don't think Detroit will, but that's why I've been saying like Seattle seems perfect because you have Gino in place. Like he needs to sit. The upside is crazy at a certain point. I take him, but people, some people say like Carolina likes him or could they think he's in the conversation oh. for the number one pick. I mean, the talent is obviously undeniable. He's the best physical prospect, but I could not, I could not pick him with the number one pick if I was Carolina, just because he's not ready so much high risk, high reward. It's fascinating, but I personally, I don't know. I, I just, I've, I've watched him play, and I, I couldn't take him, at least not over Young or Stroud. At some point, I would. At a certain point, I'd take him, but mm-hmm. it's too much of a risk to go that high. So I'm glad you talked about Carolina. They were also something that came up on my board. Okay. A lot of people are saying that today. A lot of people I've heard in the last couple of days, Colby. Um. I just want to hear your thoughts on this, that Carolina has already found their guy. Who do you think that guy is? And do you think they got it right? Because we talked about it and I think they're doing exactly what I said they would do and not what I wanted them to do. Remember how I mentioned that? I don't know if you remember that. So what are your thoughts on it? They're going, I think the rumor is top rumor is they're getting K. I can't get these names right for the life of me. Go ahead. You're talking about, so yeah. So you're talking about Stroud, CJ Stroud from Ohio state. He is the – so, yeah, Stroud is, like, the betting favorite. He became the favorite when they traded for him. Um, It's tough. I think I, I would go Stroud, personally. Yeah, I was that's making, what I was going to. Yeah, if I was making the pick, I'd go Stroud. I do think it's going to end up being Stroud. Ah, maybe it's Young because Young is, like, he is the best, like – I think – I mean, he's the best quarterback. Like, I think if he wasn't so small, yeah, I would take him number one in the heartbeat because he's incredible – with some of the processing and like, I, it, it's definitely a conversation. Um, but just because of the size, I would go Stroud. That Georgia game was so impressive. It's one game. You don't want to put too much in it, but he's accurate. He's big enough, strong enough arm. Like he, he's not like the most amazing number one pick compared. Like he's not even, he's not, uh, not as good as a prospect as like, obviously he's Trevor Lawrence or Burrow. Um, I don't even know. I mean, He's bigger than like a Kyler Murray. He's just kind of more your traditional pocket passer. He moves well enough. Bryce Young is definitely probably more upside as far as like the special stuff there, but it's just just because of the size, I couldn't do it. So I'm guessing it's Stroud. I could definitely see Bryce Young. I was going to say, I hope, I think teams will have learned their lesson. I like, because Levis and Richardson, I'll be surprised if one of them snuck into the top two with the physical upside. Because that would kind of remind me of, um, like two years ago when for like two years it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. And then in the last few months of the draft process, somehow it became Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and then Justin Fields. Yeah. And 11th. And you look back now, you're like, huh, maybe they should overthought that a little bit. Uh, Cause at this point, Justin Fields is far better than Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. So yeah, reminds me of that. So I do think him and young will go one, two. It's just a matter of the size would just scare me too much with Young, so I would go Stroud. I think that's what they'll do, but I wouldn't be shocked either way. Well, I think they're going to go um, with Williams. and Williams? Am I getting the names wrong still, Colby? Yeah, Caleb Williams is next year. You're talking about C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State C.J. Stroud? or Who's the other guy? Right, Bryce Young. I don't know why I keep thinking Caleb Williams (laughs) over Bryce Young. This entire offseason, I keep thinking Caleb Williams is Bryce Young. That I don't know why. That's the part that I'm struggling. All right. That's how much I probably don't want them to draft Bryce Young. I think that's my bias, just blocking them off. But at the same time, I'm with you, Colby, completely. I would love for them to have drafted C.J. Stroud here. 
that way and plus they got some decent weapons that they're that they're developing already so they went shopped gave them some decent guys some good veterans shadow adam thielen still miss you but it's time for you to groom a new quarterback into this league into the next kirk cousins so but maybe even better and more athletic. Uh, I think you're hoping if you're picking him number one overall that he turns out better than Kirk Cousins. It's not a yeah. guarantee, but I mean, I, I I I like Stroud a lot, so I think I think that's the move. This is the safest pick, at least for sure. You could already yeah. he definitely doesn't have the highest ceiling. It's the only thing, but I like him overall. I like him most as a prospect. He would be my number one. Mm-mm-mm. All right, what other draft news we got? Well, yeah, so it's not really news, but I just figured we could go through the biggest storylines. And as you see, we got like three minutes here. So I'll start off quick. Um, To me, one of the most interesting storylines in this draft is um, the wide receivers. So the last couple, really what, like the last at least three, four years, we, I mean, we've had some incredible wide receiver drafts. Um. And there are – this is still a solid draft. There's still a lot of good receivers, but it's not nearly as good as, to me, the last two, three years' receiver classes. There's certainly no Jamar Chase. I, there's not even anyone I that's going to go as high as Garrett Wilson, Drake London last year. Um, there's yeah. still a lot of solid, definitely good NFL receivers, legit weapons, probably turn into stars. And there's going to be a couple first round. There's not really a consensus uh, number one guy. Um you got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ohio State. You got, like, see, everyone has different rankings. Like, I like Jordan Addison from formerly Pitt, then to USC. He was kind of him and, and Jigba were the top two beginning of the year. Quentin Johnson from TCU is kind of the bigger, uh, more go-up-and-get-it style. He was awesome this last year. He's probably my number one, personally. Um, but he's slipping. You got Zay Flowers out of Boston College, who's a smaller guy, but he's really productive. I think he'll be a real nice player. And you got Jalen Hyde, Tennessee, more of a speedster. Jonathan Mingo, Ole Miss, Josh Downs, UNC. That's kind of, I would say, those are solidly the top seven. The rest of these guys, um, they'll go day late day two, day three. Um, so the ones that are going round one, it's Jigbo will definitely go round one. And then I'd say at least two, if not all three, of Flowers, Johnson, Addison. It's going to be fascinating how these guys come off the board because I think the rankings are going to be all over the place. They're all pretty different. None of them are really like that sure thing, kind of top-tier receiver, but they all have some promise. Um, So I'm going to be fascinated to see what happens with the receivers. That's going to be a big thing I'm keeping an eye on. Oh, okay. I was about to say, that is really interesting. I was about to say, especially Jordan Addison. Didn't you say that? he Wasn't he the guy that used to play on Pitt? Yeah, he pl- he played with Pickett at Pitt their last year, or well, a couple years, but the last year they were just ridiculous. And then after Pickett graduated, he transferred to USC for his last year. Do you think he would be potentially on uh, Steelers draft board if he somehow oh. felt it? Yeah, I mean, so I don't think they would do it at 17, though. As, as much as it would be fun and Pickett's familiarity, obviously, and he is talented, there's just so many bigger needs. I think if he fell to 32 – they would take him there, maybe. Looks like they're saying uh, fall into 29. <laughs> I mean, that's just where they have him rated on. This is just like their player rankings. But, yeah, I doubt it. It'd be fun, but there are such bigger needs that I doubt it. Yeah. All right, all right. Just to see a little little t- teaser cap of that and everything. All right, Jalen. So, yeah, hit the receivers. That's definitely going to be a fascinating thing to watch. Um. So I'll just give you a couple more, just a few quick storylines here. So to me, the most interesting storyline, we've kind of talked about this already, but it's just what happens with B. John Robinson? Who's the team that does pull the trigger on him? Because he is a special running back prospect. Like I said, he's the best prospect since Saquon at the running back position, in my opinion, with everything he can do with how he moves with the ball from a pass catch yeah. point of view, too. He's an unbelievable player. You see ESPN has the fourth best player in the draft. Uh, pretty much everyone has him as a top five, top ten player in the draft, but just the running back position is so devalued because of the length, longevity of it and everything. Where will we go? I yeah. mean, that's just fascinating to me. It's just going to be who pulls the trigger. That's really the, the whole storyline is who's going to be the team that in mm-hmm. round one says, all right, screw it. Show me that draft order, Colby, right now. Show me a draft order. Let me see. Let me see if I can give you an answer. 
I'm gonna give you my two realistic teams that might go for this kid. Sorry, my computer's so laggy. All right, there we go. Mm. I like now if this team doesn't do anything, and I think they might. I honestly, personally, think they'll trade this pick. But if they don't trade it, Cardinals getting him with Kyler Murray would be pretty awesome. So that oh, way he. I mean, what? if they move back, like a lot, but no. I uh, mean, oh, sorry. There, I'm there, sorry. There. No, wait, wait. Sorry, I forgot. Running backs are not that high valued. Okay, Colby. I'm just saying, not even because. Right. because right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because the Cardinals are in position. The Cardinals are guaranteed to get probably their pick of the bet two best defensive players in the draft, who are also the two best players in the whole draft. So like, uh, like. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are better prospects than Bijan anyway, positional value aside. So I don't think the Cardinals could do it that early, like just because they can't miss out on one of those two guys. I'm just thinking, you know, getting a a sound, get a nice piece for Kyler, you know, that way he doesn't have to hit throw the ball every game and, you know, everything. And he's scrambling in the winter and we're wondering why they're falling off in in December and January. Maybe we should, uh, you know, invest in giving his kids some help where he doesn't have to run the ball all the time like he did with Chase Edmonds. Look how successful their running backs are when they did do that. But this is a new offense, so we don't even know what the Cardinals could do. That's why I was thinking, nice piece like Bijan could at least uh, help help them figure out what the what the plan is for the offense. Yeah, um, they could certainly. Maybe the Lions because they let Jamal walk. And Deion and their running backs always get banged up. That yeah. is something that's always true. God think Lions always, always have banged up running backs. So I mean, what is where they're at? Eighteen. I'd be up. Eighteen. They, I don't think they do it at six. Eighteen, maybe. They're yeah, I was about to say. I, I wouldn't go with Colby's thinking. You know, we can't go too high. We got to at least be under fifteen. So, or higher than fifteen. My bad. Got to be higher than fifteen, right, Colby? I, I highly <laughs> doubt anyone would pick him. Before, let me, I don't know. I mean, looking at the teams above, I agree with you, though. The only crazy team that would do that would probably be the Eagles and Bears. Crazy teams. I'm talking, like, out of their mind, loco, you know? But I think not even those teams would do that. I mean, I could definitely see the the Eagles, I think, are the earliest team, the, the absolute earliest team that could do it, just because they have so few holes on their team. But even I doubt they would do that. Realistically, I mean, I get what you're saying. Hmm. If I had to guess, I would say maybe. Oh man, I mean, you look at these teams. A lot of them, they just have don't really need other or... positions of needs. Like I think Lions would be a nice spot, dude, at number eighteen. I at think the, the floor is Dallas. I don't think you'll make it past Dallas. Dallas Buffalo, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Oh, Dallas, you're Dallas. Me? I mean, yeah. Let's say if he gets to somehow Buffalo, ooh, Dallas obviously would want him because he's a Texas running back. So they would get to keep him in how in state. Oh my goodness! But Colby, go back down. Wait, wait, going too fast for me, sir. Go back down. What about? I'm thinking. What about which one would would you sound would sound better for you? The New York Giants or the Jacksonville Jaguars? Which I actually the Jacks don't need them. They have ETN. Never mind. Yeah, Giants and, have Saquon on the tag. I mean, they do have Saquon on the tag. So I think like Giants would be interesting because of the tag situation, but I probably neither. I would probably say the Jags do. I doubt it. I could see maybe Baltimore, but that's unlikely. Maybe like, the Chargers. Teams. Tampa Bay, maybe maybe Tampa Bay at nineteen. Could be Please, strong. I hope he doesn't. That would be doubt so it. upsetting. Like, I mean, all these other teams just have too many bigger needs. Pittsburgh, no way. Green Bay, no way. Maybe New England. Maybe New England? I mean, that even feels like a long shot, but. Well, it is a, it is New England, Colby. We never know what they're thinking up there. Um, do you think Dallas trades up? I mean, he is, like I said, a Texas oh, running no. back. Yeah, or someone even like. Maybe just like a couple of spots. Like they think that another team's going to take them. They just go up before they take them. But see that. So maybe they jump up to, yeah, make your lures go back a little bit. 
Well, I don't know. That would be yeah. <laughs> to go back. Hey, if they give you two first, two Colby, if the if the Cowboys gave you next year's first round pick in this year's current, oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would give up that much to go up that that hey, little. The Cowboys, bit. Be, Cowboys be doing these fleecings left and right when it comes to the draft. <laughs> the Vikings, as a Vikings fan, I know. <laughs> oh man but yeah so the Bijan robinson that's gonna be so fascinating to watch where he winds up going oh will he be like the running back that actually fleeced that destroyed the minnesota vikings will he be just like him will he be a running back that was like so hyped up you know before his draft day and the team actually goes out and like spends a lot on him i mean and, not like that because that was just a different era but yeah and he could go pretty i mean he could go pretty high it could, we, one of these teams might surprise us. I doubt it, but it's like one of them could. Maybe, like, I just don't see which one it would be, though, because so many of these teams have running backs and so many, so many other needs. So many needs, Colby, and everyone needs somebody. It's the best thing about it. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I can't wait for our draft special, man. Oh, yeah. This time, folks, this time I'm promising you, not only are the takes still going to be bold, but I'm going to get at least, what did I get, two right last time? We're going for three. We're going for three this year. Oh, it's like a question, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some updated mock drafts here. But, all right, so you want to get into some NBA True Detective? Or no, no, Colby. Let's, what do you think? I, I see you got them on the screen. Well, so I was going to go Let's into see, You wanted tackles. to look at your little offensive tackles. But I know how you you Steeler fans are. I was going to say, yeah, I didn't know if that was too Steelers biased, but that's obviously something I've been looking at a lot. Um, no, I'm, I'm with it. If it's something that you're looking at, let's talk about them. I so, love you some line attention, man. They deserve it. So the tackle thing is interesting to me. The interesting thing about the more interesting thing to me, especially because I'm a Steelers fan, and they could probably definitely get these guys. The top three will probably all be gone. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, this four to six group right here. I know the people listening can't see. So brought so the tackles. Looking at the offensive tackles, you got Skaronsky, Paris Johnson Jr., Broderick Jones from Northwestern, Ohio State, Georgia, respectively unquestionably those are the top three guys i really like i actually like all three of these guys in different ways i like harrison the least right probably the best but anyways um and then you got darnell Wright, tennessee anton harrison oklahoma denard dewan jones ohio state ohio state as you can see potentially if you did want to know what cj stroud was also working with potentially two borderline first round tackles one a lot to go in probably the top 10 paris johnson I think Johnson will be the first tackle off the board. He's a stud. Um, I don't – so this tackle draft is interesting. It's deeper than last year's with, like – like I, I, I like it, yeah. I like all six of these top guys. And then you even have – they have Bergson at seven. I like Cody Mock and Blake Freeland both more than these. Cody guys. Mock was supposed to be as higher up on some people's list I've seen yeah, too. Yeah, some people have him from North Dakota man, State. Right? Yeah, from North Dakota State. ESPN has him a little low. Freeland from BYU, some people have higher too. So there could be some interesting, like some value, maybe the Steelers wait till round two for that. Um, Top three are pretty consensus. I think Johnson Jr. is the best. Skaronsky's a dog, but I don't know if he might have to play guard. He's a little small for a tackle, but he's still a monster. I think he's going to be a stud. Broderick Jones is a little more raw, but he's still a great player, has a lot of potential. I mean, you see these guys all play for some pretty big power schools other than Northwestern. They're respectable. Um, well, look at the quarterback play behind them, too, that they were helping out. Like you said, C.J. Stroud. Um, we got the champion in Georgia. No, only one that really – Peter Skronik, Skronsky, sorry. Um, we don't know his quarterback, but, you know. He, he, <laughs> yeah, that's about to say. Um, but, like, Oklahoma, I, I don't know much about them right now. But Tennessee, Malik Hooker, right? That's the their quarterback. Hendon Hooker, they were, they were great this year. Hendon Hooker, Hooker there you go. Close, it was close. See, man, I kind of – I need these draft names are going to be rough for me to catch on. But we'll be there. Don't worry. I know these guys. I don't know what I'll be talking about when it comes to draft combine. I'll still be doing the oohs and the ahs and the oh, <laughs> no way. So don't worry. We'll be all good. But – yeah, you're right. I hope, uh, you know, Colby, I really hope you guys draft Cody Mock. Not in the first round. Second round, I would be fine with that. I think <laughs> so. How I would rank them, my rankings, I would say 
Johnson, Paris Johnson Jr., Skaronsky, Jones, three. I would have Wright four as well. And then I would put Dewan Jones fifth over Harris. I don't like Harrison as much as Darnell Wright and Dewan Jones are both just monsters. I mean, they are just physically massive dudes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would be okay. I would be okay with either of them at 17, even though it'd probably be a little high. Because I think, and I was thinking, like, with the Steelers draft capital, I'd even be willing because offensive tackle is such a glaring need, and I kind of like the rest of the roster for the most part, I'd be willing to give up some picks to secure one of these top three. I don't know how easy that'll be to do. They probably won't do that, but I would be willing to do that because I do think there is a little bit of a gap. I don't feel as surely, even though I like Wright and Jones, don't feel as surely about them. No one's as good, I will say. None of them are as good as the the top tackles from last year. The top tackles from last year were better. Last year's draft was pretty good, especially with like Iquanu and Iquanu, Neil, and and Neil wasn't amazing this year, but and uh, Cross was awesome for Seattle. And like Iquanu's a stud, I think. They're not quite that level, but there's still some some really solid tackles that I like. Oh yeah, we've had some beast tackles coming. A beast offensive line just coming out late recently. Like Vikings got Christian Darren so. so. All right, Colby, you ready? I'm ready. You're getting too deep into this draft. I'm going to have to dig you out of it, okay? Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll have a full episode for it. Yeah, I was about to say, we, I was even somehow getting reinvested <laughs> into it. You're slowly getting me reinvested into it. Um, it is time, folks, as we get our detective voices on. And uh, Colby, it's time to go ahead and take a look at the NBA. See what's going on over there. Let's do we will. Well, I wish I had like a guitar near me and just going like have like a nice little. I gotta put that next song. All right. Today, partner. All right, here we are. The NBA. It's pretty dirty out here. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of a lot of players getting what they want. A lot of drama. (laughs) <laughs> but it's very entertaining nonetheless nonetheless colby i think we should talk about this first team they get a lot of media attention and their fans are titled as in my notes delusional so colby what are our thoughts on the nba's new york knicks Ooh. all right so if you lay out all the evidence with this team I feel like they're a pretty straightforward case. I don't think this has some grand, shocking twist or solution. And so we're investigating to see if, what, they're contenders or pretenders, right? Yes, sir. So I like the Knicks. I do. I like their team. They've been very good this year. They're solidly one of the – I mean, they're the fifth seed in the East. I think they'll give Cleveland a good, a great series. That's going to be fun to watch. But they're a pretender. They just don't have enough. They don't have a top-level guy. That As much as Brunson and Randall are both borderline all-stars, been awesome this year in the Eastern Conference with what Boston, Milwaukee, and even Philly have, and the future potential of Cleveland. I just don't think they quite have enough. They're in a good spot because they have a lot of guys I really like. And, you know, Tibbs' teams just aren't quite the same in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they're a pretender. Um, but they're definitely still in a good spot going forward to potentially finally actually get someone down the road. Because before, whenever they would talk about the Knicks getting a star, they didn't really have infrastructure in place. I guess they kind of did with Mello, but this is better than that. Um, I don't know who it is, and you, you kind of got to wait and see. But they're they're in an okay spot right now. They have a lot of assets, which is good. You could argue they should have gotten Mitchell. They probably should have. But I understand, I do also understand why they held to their guns because they do have some pieces, but they're not not a contender at this time. All right, Cole, I agree with you, but <laughs> I agree with you with this because they're going to be trading, I think, a lot of people to make that move. They got, they're going to be a high-power superstar place. They're going to be a fun off-season team to look at. So I'm putting down in our case files where a pretend, they're a pretender, but we're definitely going to keep them on the radar for next year. And, you know, here's the fun thing about this team, Colby, is what you just said about Donovan Mitchell, because they were in that original sweepstakes, and everyone, I'm pretty sure you even heard the 
dramatic flares of Stephen A, how he wanted Donovan Mitchell over, uh, what's it called, Jalen Brunson. So it's going to be interesting. They already had Jalen Brunson when they were trying to make that trade. Yeah, that's why he wanted – but he never – he wanted them not to even go for Brunson. He wanted just Mitchell. But anyways, imagine, though, how this team might have been with with Mitchell, right? But we get to see that in a series – and that series, Colby, since we both, I think we both agree on the result of that said series, let's go ahead and turn to the other oh, the other team then, the Cavaliers up in Cleveland. Do you think, and it sounds like they're going to be getting a playoff series win for the first time without LeBron James. So, what do you think about these uh, Cleveland Cavaliers? Are they actual contenders? Or they're still pretending. Oh, or we're just not even going to have to look at these pretenders. Oof. Okay, so that's a much tougher one for me than the Knicks because the upside is far high. They're better than this. they just are. They're going to win the series. They're better. You can play this back if they don't. We'll beat the Knicks and I'll look stupid. But I'm, yeah, I'll, I'm I'll, I'll sign off right next to you on that one. <laughs> um. I really like their team a lot. We've ever since we were talking about the Mitchell trade this summer, talks about how much we like their team. Um, I just think they're still too young, really, to challenge Milwaukee or Boston, really. And they could get some games from them because they have depth. They have so much upside. They have a legit star in Mitchell. Mobley is a rising star. Garland is an all-star caliber, really nice point guard. Mitchell and Garland defensively aren't the best. Their front court defense makes up for it, but um, they're they're still they're a really good team on both ends of the floor for the most part. I just don't think they're quite ready by next year. I do think they will be a legit contender, but just because experience does matter a lot, I, I think they're still a pretender. But they're much more of a contender than the Knicks. Hmm. And it will be a contender in short order. By next year, I think they'll be in, in that class. Cole, will you be surprised if we saw them in the finals for the Eastern Conference? Yes, just because they'd have to go through Milwaukee. I think they would have a much better chance to upset Boston or Philly if they were in that hmm. space. I guess Milwaukee's going to be a tough ask. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is true. That is true. I added that, that when you put in the Giannis piece of things luckily that team is not on our case files today so but colby there is another team on the case files let's go ahead and ponder on over to the west okay and out in the west there's a team that has been struggling to the bottom of their core but somehow in some way this team managed to get back into back in the driver's seat acquired a superstar and Managed to prove you wrong and went up a standing. It's the L.A. Clippers, Colby. What do you think about them Clippers? Okay. First of all, they did not acquire a superstar. Um, the Westbrook. All right, we're going to have to talk about that one here in a second. <laughs> but with some respect you know on number two. You know what, though? Just because... There's a chance it's, it's going to be a tough out if they it's, if it does hold and they wind up with Phoenix, um, if they which if they beat Portland tomorrow they will. But if they can somehow survive that first round and get Paul George back, Westbrook aside, they have been playing a lot better. So I'll say yes. I'll say the Clippers in the West are a contender. I would call them a dark horse because I think it's an outside shot. I would still like several other teams in the West above them, but. I do think they have a real chance just because of Kawhi Leonard. I mean, when we've seen what he can do when he's in his zone in the playoffs. Um, they have a nice role players. Westbrook, I mean, hey, to his credit, he at least fits this team better than the Lakers, even he though did. I don't think he's going to cost them in the end. But he's not going to be out there in the crunch time, I don't think, in the playoffs. At least he shouldn't be. <laughs> if they can, the first round is going to be yep. the task if it's Phoenix. If they get out of the first round and get Paul George back, then, yeah, they're absolutely contenders. Um, so I'll say they are. It's a long shot, but I'll say they they do have a shot over Cleveland or New York, just because of the West too. Mm. So I'm guessing you saying 
since they have a better shot than both Cleveland and New York, you definitely see these guys with stepping foot onto a court in the Western Conference Finals. No, not definitely. I'm just saying not so definitely, say, but a higher chance. A higher chance. My bad. I worded that wrong. Yeah, a higher chance. I'll say, yeah, I'll say they have a higher chance than Cleveland or New York to be in the conference finals. Yeah. I agree with you, partner. The, every word you spoke, I'm glad you finally said <laughs> it. I get to write it on our case file that uh, we here do agree that they are a dark horse contender. Because, yes, there are teams that we do like more than the Clippers. But they are interesting to watch and consider when you have Kawhi Leonard in the equation. I'm a huge Kawhi fan and Russ fan, so I'm all for it. Um, Well, we talked about him, Colby, for a brief moment. But they didn't get much screen time today. So, Colby, what about the Grizzlies? All the dram- dramatics and being the quote-unquote bad guys of the league. Notice there's quote, folks. What are do we think these guys are actually bad guys or what are your thoughts, man? I don't even know how to really put it nicely. No, I don't think they're bad guys. I think they try to be like the bad boy team of the NBA, and in some ways they kind of are. I guess their identity fits them really well, um, just like it fits the city of Memphis with how they play physical and like their depth. They have an awesome team. I this is the easy this is the easy one for me. Yes, I think they're definitely contenders now that they have Jaw back. Um, the Bucks were resting people tonight, but they still cooked them. They got the number two seed in the West. Looks like they'll probably have the Lakers first round. We'll see what how it shakes out. Um, which that's a tough series, but I do think the Grizzlies match up with the Lakers better than any of the other top seeds in the West because of Triple J and what he can do defensively against AD. They have so much. They have a great, much better guards, depth on the wing. Like Bain and Morant can cook. Um, I, I think the Grizzlies absolutely have a championship ceiling. They, can, I would not be shocked at all if Memphis won the West. Um, how they've looked, like you said, how well they did without Jaw, and how they've looked since he's been back for the most part, I, I believe in the Grizzlies. Um, I faded for a while, but I've swung all the way back around, so I think they're contenders. What do you say to that, partner? Well, partner, I obviously hear the bias of how much you really want them to play the Lakers. Because I agree with you. They are the perfect matchup to, pl- to see them play the Lakers and just have them trash talk them for the entire series. Whether it's at Memphis or L.A., they'll be running their mouths. And if they win that series, oh, my goodness. Uh, it, at that point, they'll be coming off of such a high that you who knows what they can accomplish. So... I'm going to say this. I've been off the Grizzlies for most of the season. I've been trying to ignore their success as much as possible because of what they did to my team in the playoffs. But the season is about to end, and I have to write some shifts. And, partner, as I'm closing the case on this team, I think it's official that I have to be just with them, just as you are. And I think that they are also a contender in the West, as much as it kills me to say it. <laughs> I, 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 it burns me to say it, but they have a much better shot to go further than my own team. I'm going to go ahead and clear that off the table, folks. We're not even going to discuss any opportunity. Don't even think that I'm going to say anything bold like that today. Like, oh. don't even, don't even think that's going to happen. It's oh, this case right now. The Grizzlies, we're going to close it. They're a contender, man. They're contenders. All right. I like that. Good. All right, well, well, wait, partner. Don't, don't, we're don't closing up too quick now. Go ahead, go back to them standings. Oh yeah, sorry. No, it's all good. I'm just, uh, I just needed for a quick glimpse so I can do my my little like intro for them. Okay, so out in the east, Colby, you just mentioned we're talking about two seeds. Celtics, man. We just got news that Jalen Brown is picking up glass from broken vases and cutting his hand, getting five stitches. Do you, can, you trust this, can you really trust the Boston Celtics to be contenders? Or what are your thoughts? Well, I don't completely trust them over everyone, but they're absolutely contenders. They were still the best team in the league for a good portion of the season. And the last, the team that, I, that you and I both have said we think is the best, they did beat them by like 50 points almost the last time they played for what that's worth. Yeah. Uh, 
obviously it's weird regular season we both didn't put too much in it but yeah boston's a contender they were just in the championship last year i don't think they're coming out of the east again but they definitely could i expect it to be in the conference finals i trust them over philly so i yeah i would say they're for sure a contender they they got it all the pieces i don't think they're the best team but they definitely have a shot hmm. well i don't think they're the best team either so i think that's something we can agree on whether or not they can make it out of the east might be a question that we have to hold for another time partner because they have been the leaders of the east for a minute and that was a key factor that you brought up there that i would also like to talk about they were number one for a hot minute they were higher up there than your own team and they made it they were pretty sound up until that all-star break and then one i think they kind of got cursed by uh by a certain all-star loving fan here on this podcast. So <laughs> um taking slight blame. But <laughs> partner, let's go ahead. This one was much easier than the grit, probably easier for than the Grizzlies, in my opinion. But I think they are contenders. But there is one team that I think is easily, easily the biggest mystery of all when it comes to the N- NBA whether or not they're contenders or pretenders. And it is, Colby, your very own Denver Nuggets. Come on. It's time we talk about them. Okay. Bring up that roster. You were clicking on rosters on everyone else. Bring up that roster. Okay, yeah, gladly. They do get a lot of hey, you're right. They do get a having in a lot of disrespect. They get a lot of hate. They get a lot of hate. So Colby, you gotta filter it out. Filter it out for us. Even though they're the number one seed and they have the two-time MVP, everyone thinks he's like fraud and they're not good in the play. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously they're contenders. Come on, they're the one seed. I get, I understand, I do understand why people have doubts about them, and they're not perfect. They certainly aren't. Um, but I mean, you look at this team. They have Jokic. Obviously, you don't have to say anything about him. The narrative that like he's not good. They, obviously, they haven't gone past the conference finals since he's been there. Um, with the bubble but he hasn't had Murray the last two playoffs and like the narrative that it's not like Jokic is bad in the playoffs he's just as good if not better if you look at his numbers in the playoffs to regular season so he still does the same thing um the defense is a little bit of an issue it's a little concerning but it's solid enough compared to some of these teams in the west Murray's been looking pretty good the last few games um the Houston game was concerning but everyone has games like that so don't put too much stock in it I was hyped with the main thing is how some of these young guys on the bench have been playing. Christian Braun and Peyton Watson, two rookies, were both balling against Phoenix last night. And they, Braun will definitely get minutes in the playoffs. I think Watson will too. Not a ton. Uh, but them and Bruce Brown are kind of going to be the bench guys with the sprinkle of Reggie Jackson as we hit the 10-minute warning uh, that they're going to kind of depend on in the playoffs. So is that a little bit of a concern? Yeah, but overall, I mean – I mean, they've got the chemistry. Like, this has got to be the year. They have all the pressure. But I, I do think they're a contender, man. With home court, especially if they can don't have to play the Lakers in the first round, um, that'd be the toughest possible. That that might be the toughest matchup-wise series in the whole playoffs. I, I like how the Nuggets match up with the West for the most part. So I think I think they will be a contender. And I expect them to – that Phoenix series, I think the winner of Phoenix-Denver round two. I think we'll get there, and I think the winner of that wins the West. I'll go ahead mm. and say that now. Woo! Wow. Well, Colby, the main reason why, and I hope you can see this on your screen, and if you can see my camera, mm-hmm. if you see my hand, this is some toilet paper, folks. <laughs> um, your coach, Colby, Mike Malone, came out and said, uh, said you guys are soft after that Houston loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, that raised, I think that also comes and raises the concern of what the Nuggets are. Um, you said it yourself, defense is shaky. But honestly, I, have, I wrote down contenders right next to, you know, your take as well. They are obvious contenders. But I had to put a question mark on them, Colby. Because why? I don't know why. Why? Why? is the answer to so many questions for me when I watch the Nuggets. It's like, I've seen such beautiful basketball be played by them. (laughs) And then it's just like, I turn around for five minutes. And then just, for example, the game to Philly, 
I was watching that game for the first few, like, I was watching a good chunk of that game. I turn around, Philly's back up. And I'm like, what the happened? And I'm like, Yeah, they're bad stretches for sure. They're not perfect. That's the thing. The Nuggets get some really, really bad stretches. So I just hope that the Nuggets just crinkle those out. And I think that's the only way I can crinkle out that question mark. And then I think, honestly, if the Lakers were to somehow, or if you guys got a tough match out out of the first round, that's probably what the you guys need. You guys probably need that kick in the ass for the first round to get you guys going. So that way, when you get into the next rounds, you guys are already in full gear, full push, you know, because I need to see it, man. I need to see you guys go without, without that. Just those bad stretches just stink so bad. And that's the only thing. It's like us, but almost it's it's almost like wolves bad, Colby. It's like well, that if that gives you any any uh, confirmation of how I feel, it's like oof, what happened? Like I said, like that's how I feel about watching the wolves. Sometimes it's like, all right, this is good. I get up for five minutes and come back. What happened? So, all right, Colb. I think though they're contenders. Let's close that case. They, I'm very excited for these playoffs because I really believe – I'm hoping that they use the disrespect that they get as fuel. That they really I hope so. We'll hey, see. he doesn't get it. Joe Jokic doesn't get an MVP. He can get in finals MVP, you know? Maybe he can – maybe that's his new motive is going for the finals MVP. So, but Colby, we were Wednesday in that 10-minute more that 10-minute morning for a minute now. Mm-hmm time for those final thoughts oh okay so yes this was a good episode we covered a lot of ground here a lot of good stuff going on um my final thoughts you know i was originally going to say something about the pirates but then we talked about them well i'll say baseball who cares uh portland has just uh done a master class in in full-on tanking these last few weeks i don't know if you've been, if people have been paying attention. i have been paying attention they are just pulling everyone they are just bottoming out big time after mm-hmm. being in the mix all year and it's working out for them because currently the blazers who were like in the play and mix most in the mix most of the year now have like the fifth worst record so outside of the bottom four they have the best yama odds as of this very moment um We'll see if that shifts these last two weeks. But so shout out to them for tanking well. Um, and also just. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. It was a good final thought, Cole, because they even played meaningful early games in the season and they beat my wolves when they weren't even supposed to. Great final thought, Colby. Yeah. Okay. My final thought though, I'm going to actually circle back to, uh, I'm going to actually circle back over to uh, the MLB. It's got to be my O's, man. Those O's, when I saw them beat the Yankees, I was like, this is electric. This is what I'm here for. Ah, it's good. Colby, it's just good stuff when you see your teams win, man. Oh, yeah. That is certainly some good stuff. Always fun. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.